Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. If you had as many bucks in your wallet as bucks mounted on your wall, you'd have, well, give or take six bucks. Working Class Bowhunter Podcast starts in three, two, one. I think I left about four. No one honestly really cares. Steve's calling me while I'm holding, getting ready for this deer to stand up. So. Glad you took this deer out. He doesn't even drive American. <laughs> See, that deer's what's exactly what's wrong with this country, right? He doesn't even support local American-made deer-compatible vehicles. <laughs> that one, that one arrow cost me thirty-three thousand dollars. Just aiming too long and just moved a little bit and it's like oh no it fired you know crap i knew as soon as it left it was just a little high but he came right out in the field made a scrape right in the cornfield started grunting walked 30 yards made another scrape you're listening to the working class bow hunter that's right this is the podcast for billy joe lunch bucket the working man just like me and you my name's travis t-bone turner from the bone collector thank you for tuning in Oh, it's that time once again. Kurt, do you know what time it is? Podcast time. Exactly. And do you know what this <laughs> podcast is all about? Uh, bow hunting for the working class. And do you know where we're located? Sherrard, Illinois. What's the address? Ooh, 1600 Buckslayer Place. I almost didn't know. Oh, boy. Where are we at? I never say that. The Buckatorium, man. Ah, at a boy. Oh, <laughs> Duh, as if. Don't you know? Can I didn't I, realize I, I, that was going to be questions for me. I was like, oh, Steve's going to do the intro, and I'm well, going to think about what's going to happen next. I got to, uh, I got to keep you on your toes. Well, yeah, you, you do. You, you do. know what? You wouldn't like. I got to keep you on your toes. So you got to stand on all of them. Now, if you had one toe, that's the only toe you would have to worry about. And with an HHA site, you only have to worry about one pin. Hashtag yeah. single pin nation. That transition put, was all right. Well. But uh, okay, we'll save this criticism for after the podcast. Right. But let's uh, let's get <laughs> no, yeah. The show is brought to you by HHA. Um, I'm assuming everyone already knows about HHA. Um, awesome single pin sites. Hashtag single pin nation. Um, really, they're bulletproof, man. They're solid, dependable, and 
I like the single pin for hunting. If you, if you don't shoot one yet, it's good for hunting because it clears up your sight picture. Yes. And the nice thing about it is once you get comfortable with it and you get dialed in, you're dialed in to the yard. So it's not like, well, he's at 27 yards. Do I shoot? What do I do? Just shoot with my 30 pin? No, and then you, you got to do math and all that. And think about it. And just put it on 27 and it's on. Um, that's the beauty of it. Also brought to you by... Badlands packs. Um, we had Badlands on uh, an episode, I don't know, a couple weeks ago now, and they talked all about their new approach camo and just some of the new packs, like the Super Day pack, which I have that, and awesome pack, um, pockets for everything, uh, and I don't know. I couldn't really be happier with it, to be honest. Field tested it out the other day, hanging stands, and it's awesome. I got the Monster pack. Fits three whole bags of Monster, uh, monster bags of peanut M&Ms, just thought you guys should know I could yeah so i'm putting that back to good use uh, dude, i dude i just want to let that silent moment that uh, we had whatever just no that it's not gonna happen me. you know i'm super excited uh the approach camo i'm really tempted to check that out this year i'm like you know well, just, it's on our it's on our packs so i mean it's we already got a little flavor of it I, I walked in front of my dad when we were doing trail cams and stuff and had him you know kind of stop and see how it broke up once i got into the timber and he said it worked really well you know, it's not like like they were saying it doesn't blotch up like some of the traditional yeah. leaf tree bark type camo patterns. Can you say tree bark camo anymore? No. Is that relevant? Well, you know what? We'll, uh, we'll be like our girlfriends and our uh, wives, or those of you who are fortunate to have a wife. Um, we'll get one accessory pack and then have to have our whole outfit match. So hmm? yeah, bring it back on them. Well, you don't like you spending uh, Anyway, I don't want to start any fights because hopefully people listen to this podcast together. Speaking up together. Continue what on. do you do? What happens when you take deer meat and wonderful spices and put those together? You get Smith's Custom Meats and Deer Processing. Oh, you sure do. Where is that located? Viola, Illinois. Huh? Viola, Illinois. What beautiful. About, Viola, beautiful Viola, Viola, Illinois. Good Lord, that place is beautiful. It's got like three bars and two restaurants. Yeah, that's more of, uh, for our local listeners, um, Smith's out there is is amazing. Um, and the best place you can take your deer meat. You know you're getting your deer meat back. It's clean. Um, I eat deer meat raw because my processors are so good. There you um, go. <laughs> but no, they they really are. He's awesome. talking about his uh deer meat processor, not his tummy and um, intestines. And then we're also brought to you by Creative Critters Taxidermy by Mark Reif, and we talk about that a lot. Mark's on the show a lot, and one episode with Mark, if you listen to it, you understand why he's yeah. a good taxidermist. The guy is an encyclopedia of animal knowledge and just weird knowledge you really wouldn't even like think about but it's cool that he even knows it the guy just studies it that's what he does he and does the, it for a living and the best thing of all he's our friend yes that's right money so. bags mark rife we love that guy well, hey yeah if you want to be my friend just give me things today, don't take much today on the show whoa you're skipping something i know we're gonna get to that i'm trevor's sitting here in silence trevor how you doing i'm doing fantastic how are you oh i'm doing good Trevor Schmidt, our good buddy. This is this is five or six, isn't it? Episodes for you, right? Or is, are we up that far? Uh, two or three, I think. Three. So we did the uh, Trevor for you that follow our show, like you should. Thank you if you do. Uh, the antler, velvet antler doe, king. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. you. Back in December when it's cold. The it's still king, crazy to think about. The king of horned women. That a boy. <laughs> Can't beat a mustached woman either. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good lord. Well, let me. Uh, let, you know, before we get too too deep into this, um, you know, we always try to do something for our vets. You know, whether it be a vet shout out, um, you know, or whatever. If we got, if you guys got like a vet, you know, 
let us know a UM shout it out or a charity that uh, benefits vets. We'll certainly do that too. Um, but you guys need to go check out Dark Horse Lodge. We talk about them a lot. It's a peaceful retreat for combat veterans. So they're going to be uh, putting this up in, in Tennessee, I believe, here. And uh, they take PayPal donations, so it's going to be a lodge. They're we should get, get them for an episode here. No, we should. This, this fall or something like that. You know what? Our, uh, our good buddy Gene could probably set that up. I think he knows them. Yeah, he could just be on the episode. Yeah, we'll have him sit in. Um, it'll be really cool. So if you guys want to donate... Um, you know, they accept PayPal. Their email is mail at darkhorselodge.org. Website, darkhorselodge.org. Check them out on Facebook. And you can also, when you're going to go buy stuff on Amazon, which we know you guys buy stuff there, you're going to go to smile.amazon.com, and you're gonna, it's going to be Amazon as normal. It's not going to cost you any more, but you're, you can select a charity, select Dark Horse Lodge, and a portion of whatever you were going to buy anyway goes to them so just think you're buying buying dawn dish soap on amazon in bulk why not help combat vets that's right yeah you know so check that out and thanks for listening guys hope you enjoy this um we are kind of going to be all over the place we don't really have one thing we're going to talk about we're going to just get into it and let conversation do its beauty why are you looking at me all weird let conversation do its beauty. You just bludgeon that whole sentence. Right, because I was looking at you, looking at me all weird. And looking at me you, looking awkward. at me, looking at you. We should be looking at Trevor, who shot a doe or two. <laughs> oh, Man, Lord. this is rough All right, already. you know what? All right, let's 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 get right into it. Trevor, um, we wanted to talk to you. Um, you know, if you guys heard an earlier episode, you shot an antler doe. And uh, now the next step is obviously how you're going to get that mounted. We wanted to talk to you about that because I'm sure a lot of people are are curious. Yeah. But, but we got to like fill people in if they missed the antler doe episode. Like we just moved past like oh yeah you just shot an antler doe like an antler. Well, in doe his life deal. that's no big deal because he does cool <laughs> stuff like that all the time. Right. Yeah. Uh, second shotgun season shot a 11 point antler doe. Mm. That's. In, <laughs> in velvet, yeah, it was uh, it was definitely different. Uh, uh, shot her about fifteen cups of coffees in because I'm so manly. Come yeah, her. shot her. Was uh, pleasantly surprised when I looked at the undercarriage. I guess it was. Surprising. Did you know it was? I know we talked about this before, but did you know it was velvet right away? Yeah, when it came out of the timber, I, that's kind of the first thing I seen. That's the main reason I shot it was when else are you going to shoot a deer in velvet right. in December? And I that's when. Well, or a deer in velvet yeah, anytime yeah. in Illinois. Yep, Illinois yeah. for sure. We don't have that. I mean, I guess sometimes you see it happen. Someone will shoot a deer in velvet. Yeah, and then the DNR officer shows up at their house. Well, but I mean, <laughs> you know, within legal season. Yeah. You know, if you shoot a doe or a deer in velvet, you know, normally you're way before season here. But like Wisconsin, I think there's, I don't know what your percentage of, like what percentage of bucks are still in velvet when Wisconsin bow season opens in like mid-September. Yeah, I think it is. And same with get down south a little bit it starts in mid-september too i think right i Tennessee, think kentucky maybe. isn't missouri start i know we got we got listeners yeah in they I, I think is it early do they have an early rifle season if i'm not mistaken i don't know i honestly don't i know they're right around the 15th ish for their opening but we should probably know this stuff before we talk about it but that's all good <laughs> but uh well we're too poor to go hunt out of state so <laughs> you know i think what we should do we should start the episode by talking about our home state of illinois all right, and yeah, I, we'll, we'll I emphasized on the S there because that's what everyone calls Illinois. Um, 
well, we're pretty proud. It's pretty, weird to hunt deer it? in Chicago, so you know, because right. that's apparently all Illinois is. <laughs> Sorry, Trevor, we'll get to your antler doe, which okay. was shot in Illinois. I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> right, so we're pretty proud of the big bucks we grow in Illinois. We did kind of skip right past your antler doe thing, and we can just keep get, we can get back to the taxidermy part because that is interesting. But since we're onto this already. We're my, giving you guys a My brain's one step ahead for some reason on this episode, and I'm, I feel distracted, okay? All right. Well, it's because, you know, he's in the room. So, you know. <laughs> so what would you guys, what category, typical or non-typical, if you were going to shoot like a, like a Boone and Crockett king buck? I'm, uh, typical. I, giant 10 or 12, just. There's, right. there's something really studly about, I just use that word, about like a typical deer. You know, so it's right. just like uh, it, like this. It makes a big statement when you get a big like two hundred inch twelve po- typical yeah. twelve. Yeah, yeah. You see, uh, you go, you see something that's mounted that's two hundred inches. It's not heavy or anything, but it's got a bunch of trash. It still makes two hundred inches. But you got a typical ten that makes two hundred inches. You got, uh, you, yeah. you got something. It's a know? lot more because imp- you could have a tight rack non typical buck that could make two hundred inches, but. You know, it's 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 weird though. But my dad's got that hundred and net one eighty three eight pointer we talk about, and that deer is a non typical technically, but it it's a big gapped out eight pointer yeah, with trash. I'd love to see that in person. That it is mount, oh, just the dude. pictures. It looks huge. I can't imagine in person. All right. My buddy Jason's got a he shot a hundred and seventy four inch typical ten with his bow a few years ago. I think and, he showed me that one. Yeah, and that thing in person, it's like, wow. Like, it takes a lot of antler to get over 170. And being a measure, like, that's a lot of people don't really realize how much antler actually has to be there for yeah. a, a buck to net over 170 typical. And, I mean, nothing's wrong with it. It's just people aren't really sure. They'll come in like, yeah, I have a 160-inch 10-pointer, uh, 170-inch 10-pointer. And I'm like, you know, 150 is probably, you know, but it's a good buck either way. But it's takes a lot of genetic and the right formula to get 170 inch 10. You know, I've always been been curious as to you know, and and I've, I I haven't looked into it as much as I should, you know. So I haven't been like that it's always something that kind of crossed my mind that I never delved into it, but like as to why you know, why deer grow the antlers that they do. Um, you know, and, you and mean I mean like uh, like color and shape and all that. No, it's like, you, you know, like you know how you, you can you guys know it's a stud. Um, you know, like us hunter, like, you know, we'll know that that deer's a stud, you know, but as far as like, you know, is it, is it for, you know, did they grow them? Did it evolve because of mating? You know, can, can does tell that that has strong genetics? Well, you know, I, I mean, I've always the been does like, not picking the buck yeah, though. Usually have a choice in the matter. <laughs> right. It's kind of the uh, rut. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I mean, some does can get away. You think? I see what you're saying, but I, I, I mean, the hunter's pale. I don't know. I can't even get words out right now. Hunters put in a huge part of that, like what genetics get passed through. Like you always hear Cole Buck. Yeah. Management. I mean, just right. in yeah. general trying to. Right. You can see what bucks you have. When you're, if, you know, you're working a farm for a while, you can see <laughs> what you have. And for sure, you can definitely see a difference in what, like, what bucks you have as antler yeah. size and shape as far as that goes. For sure. Well, I mean, you see people all the time like, oh, anything that's eight point or even if it's. You know, if it's a five and a half year old eight pointer, shoot him. We want the eight point gene out because we want ten and twelves or whatever. But I wonder, you know, that's Texas a lot of times when you yeah. see that. I wonder when, like in Illinois, you know, if you have a two thousand acre farm, just say you're blessed and you have that much solid block of acreage, 
and you're like, okay, we're going to manage and try and make a prominently 10 point, 10 and 12 point herd. And you start shooting eight pointers left and right. I wonder what effect you actually are having. If, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you're saying. I don't, I don't know. I, I'd have a hard time. I've watched, you got a beautiful eight point over there. I, I like the looks of it. I would. Right. It's just. Well, that's the thing with me. Yeah. I'll shoot 158 eight pointer <laughs> every year for the rest of my yeah. life and I'm cool with it. You know, and I guess, I don't know. I hunt, I hunted with guys that are like, well, I already have one. I don't need, um, you know, I already have a big eight pointer. I already have, I already have 540 inch tens on the wall. I want something bigger. I get it. I do. Yeah, but it's a real pretty rack. So like how, you know, those guys like, I would, you know, how much, by the way, everyone, Steve's drinking a King Cobra 40 right now in the studio. I (laughs) I just bring that to light. Premium malt liquor, new look, same taste, which means awful. Anyway. (laughs) I mean, like, you know, I guess I'm just really obsessed with with just symmetrical antlers. Like, I think that's the coolest thing about yeah. about deer. Yours is very symmetrical. So, like, how much better do you think it would be if you're sitting there eating that deer, looking at his rack? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like, no. like <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm just like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of daydreaming, but it's just like, dude, if you got a rack that beautiful and you're just eating the deer, like, your deer, which you got from the Smiths, because you know it's your deer, and you're just sitting there eating it. You're just looking at him like, man, that's a pretty rack. And then, you know, you could eat some like deer cut with like I don't know, forty percent pork, and you're looking at a, an antler or like a rack that's just all jumbled up. I don't know. I don't really get your comparison here, but I'm just it's, gonna, it's just it, I, I don't know. It's a cleaner look for me. I, I don't know where I'm going. With I've that. got some some sheds of some non typical deer that are mid 60s one side and then i've got a real big shed and that big shed it's just the amount of antler that's there for just a few points it's it's crazy what yeah an antler can do we should you should have brought that shed yeah. with just it would have just generated conversation which uh that's how me and trevor met yeah. I oh, measure, yeah. I'm, that one that you measured. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. measured that shed form. I walked in. Uh, your guys' like little building yeah. that you had. And I walked in. I'm like, I think he thought Dude. I was an idiot when I messaged him to score a shed. But <laughs> well, no, I know. I just don't ever expect. Yeah. Almost, I don't know what was it like ninety inches. I think right around there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really ever expect Good to measure Lord. ninety inch sheds. So I'm just kind of like, yeah, you know, he's probably just curious. You know, yep. whatever. I, I'm cool with it. And uh, yeah, I walked in. I'm like, oh. Man, that is, like, hit me in the That's not gut. what you really said, was it? <laughs> oh, no. I probably cussed a little, but. Have you ever seen that deer on the hoof or on camera? Not, no. I Well, there's a picture floating around of it, but I have never seen it in person, so. Yeah. I don't know. He's, I'd say he's an old brute. I mean, he's. Mm. I would imagine so. I mean, what if, what if I, he was on the downhill too? You know what I mean. That's a couple that's, years ago too. So I would have said, in, I would have said prime time. That's that prime year of that shed, yep. man. I don't know. I don't so, know how much bigger it gets. I mean, it could very well could. I don't yeah. know. You know, you never know. That's a beautiful thing about white. Tail. How tall? Uh, how tall were his tines? Oh, I can't even remember. I want to say the G two was pushing fourteen. I yeah, thought. I think so. <laughs> fourteen inches. And what's funny is I measured a shed a couple days later. On yeah. the how oh, close to close, where, yeah, um, eighty eight inches. Yep. I think it went. You know, two different deer. Yep. You know, one was a non typical. One's more of a typical. Yep. And I've got well, I've got pictures of that deer, trail camera pictures of the other one you scored too. Yeah, which is an absolute monster. But it, you know, Illinois is a beautiful. You know, Illinois, Iowa, Wisconsin, all the midwestern states. I mean, even 
uh, there's big whitetails pretty much everywhere, but consistently the Midwest, and you know, that's everyone kind of knows that. You know, we always hear about, um, you know about people killing big deer in Indiana, but like it's, 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 a, it's a sleeper state in a yeah. weird way, and and that's like the thing is people have been saying, dude, it's, it's gaining a momentum. State. It sounds, seems like yeah. too. Well, the bone collector boys are hunting in Indiana. All oh the yeah, time. and uh, man, who was it? Somebody, I think somebody we know. I mean, Ohio. You hear about Ohio all oh, the yeah. time, yeah. but you know, it's I don't know. It's that weird thing, and um, well, you hear what, Nebraska what, is a sleeper state. What, My, what Kansas? I got a cousin in Nebraska, and he's got. Like six Pope and Youngs on the wall. It's just it's, kind of a sleeper. Also, I, I mean, he right? Just, you know, Kansas what, too. I mean, you're starting to hear about it more. But I know, one, but you don't hear about as Ohio or Indiana as much as Pennsylvania, Illinois, Iowa, Missouri, Pennsylvania. Wisconsin. You never hear dude, everybody talks about like every for well. Man, it's just people from Pennsylvania. Wasn't like that, they think they got. Wasn't there a guy in Pennsylvania that shot some record and it was just a. Oh, that a kid. He yeah, with the sewn-in one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, They're making ha- stuff up out there in Pennsylvania. <laughs> no, they yeah. shoot big deer out in Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. They shoot big deer I, everywhere. But for but some I'm reason, it's, like, it's Pennsylvania, not no, like Ohio. No, I'm... But I'm talking big buck, like, mecca states, where you're just like, oh, yeah, Pennsylvania is not uh, known for Boone and Crockett's. Eh, I don't you, know. We might... Let's I, check I, into I it. disagree with you. I don't. How, think, how many Boone and Crockett's do you think are in Pennsylvania? Oh, I'm sure there's a lot, but... Dude, all the Phillies fans are throwing batteries at us right now. They're <laughs> mad. But you know what I'm saying? Like if you can you compared Pennsylvania's Boone and Crockett numbers to Buffalo County, Wisconsin Boone and Crockett well, numbers. Right. There's more Boone and Crockett's in Buffalo County, Wisconsin. Okay, well, shot they went on to Florida and they said, Hey, where are you from? And you said Illinois, they'd say, Oh, do you deer hunt? You right. know, that's I'd love to hunt Illinois. That's yeah. what they say. Iowa. If someone from Pennsylvania, no offense to our listeners from Pennsylvania, we love you. I would actually love to hunt Pennsylvania. I really would. It would. I. I always heard just crazy amounts of timber. That's you know. I knew. I know a guy who hunts out there, but um, I forgot where I was going. But uh, yeah, if if I was if I went there and was like, yeah, I'm from Illinois, it'd have been like, oh man, big bucks. But if I came here from Pennsylvania and I was like, yeah, I'm from Pennsylvania, if I. Oh man, you probably like the deer here. Is probably what I would say. You know. Uh, well, you know what? There is that. Hey, we'll do people. No disrespect. The, uh, yeah, no, no disrespect. The Godfather over here, apparently <laughs> the king of all big deer. Oh, you come to here on the day of the rut and ask me for a favor. <laughs> what, what day is the rut, anyways? <laughs> oh, uh, check Facebook. I'll tell you exactly when it is. Right. That's funny. That's I love very when, true. I love whenever people are telling me, "Oh yeah, the rut's going to be November thirteenth this year." <laughs> Really? Did you uh, <laughs> did you check with the the Almighty Deer Council? You know what happens to at me at the round table. This is my last five years of deer hunting. Man, the bucks are chasing. I'm sitting there and saying, like, where? Yeah, the bucks yeah. are moving. I'm like, where? What's crazy is I'm the same way. I I'll see bucks chasing, and I'll text a buddy that's a mile away and say, well, I haven't seen any action for weeks. Yeah. you know, it's, it's all. Man, it's just I mean, yeah. it's strange that animals that move a lot are moving and you saw them. Well, <laughs> but it's just I yeah, I But you get on Facebook and you get everyone from whatever show or just When you what, see that stupid squirrel meme the praise the lord the rut is here. I if I see anybody post that <laughs> I am unfriending you. I am dead serious. I'm going to send it to you every morning I get in the tree stand. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I, w- I will come to your land, and I, I will stone-cold stunner you out of the tree. Out of all the political <laughs> stuff and memes, he's tired of the squirrel memes. Dude, I am tired of that squirrel meme. <laughs> and you guys know exactly which one I'm talking about. It's the absolute worst. And if you post that, you're a terrible human being, and you need to go to, su- you need to, go to church. Uh, 
and you just get right with the real Lord. I'll, si- I'll, t- I'll send it to you an hour <laughs> before daylight so you have time to actually get up. Oh, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't, I, I don't hunt the mornings. I'm trying not to spook the deer. <laughs> um, we were talking about the – where is it at here? Top um, big buck stories. Okay, this is on prairiestateoutdoors.com. Um, Illinois big bucks. So the number one typical for Illinois doesn't count. It's a shotgun. Does not count. No, uh, for typical for Illinois it's a uh, recurve. Yeah, it's a recurve. <laughs> Two, oh no, you're typical. Oh, all right. Um, Two hundred four. Mel Johnson's thirteen pointer. Uh, Peoria County. What cam? What camos he wearing? Um, red plaid. That would be <laughs> red plaid. His work boots in some sort of green jean. October 29th, nineteen sixty five. Um, Peoria County. Illinois has been bringing it home forever. Oh, yeah. Long time now. Um, Shot 1965. Still ranks as the most impressive whitetail ever killed with a bow and arrow. It's an archery world record for a deer with a typical rack. Um, so, yeah, 20, the inside spread measures 23 and 5 eighths, and the right main beam is 27 and 5 eighths. That's... <laughs> Isn't that deer down at a bar somewhere? Like, there's like a it's at it's at Bass Pro Shop in Peoria. There's like a oh replica. okay yeah. There's a there was this deer that was like at a store. Uh, maybe that was it. No, this is the same one. It was at like some tavern or something. It ended up having no, like I a. Th- I don't think this is that. Ah, deer. Maybe I'm thinking of a different one. Like, look at that thing. Um, so number two would be uh two hundred and two eights Brian. Oh, I know this buck, the the Damry buck. That thing yeah, is a monster. Um. <sighs> I remember. I did, I look at that camo! Name, but I knew the deer as soon as I seen that. Yeah. Look at that camo! Nineteen ninety three, November November twentieth. Um, Blue Mound. Where is that at? Macon County, Southwest Macon County. Where is that? That is insane. Nineteen ninety three. Um, the buzz would have been even greater had not Milo Hansen shot his two thirteen one eight Boone and Crockett world record in Saskatchewan days later. That happened the same year. So the Hanson buck was shot days later the same year in 93. That's two world class that are still some of the t- the top two typicals ever. Probably be a while before they're actually trumped. I mean, really. Yeah, I mean. I mean hey, hey, the, hey, no being political here, <laughs> all right? Have you ever, I mean, how it's often do you see a 200-inch typical? Yeah. Like, would this one go 213? Yeah. Depends on what deer farm you work on. And it's, I mean, it's, oh, no, it's not got typical. some trash. I mean, it's, I mean, it is typical. Uh, it's yeah. got a split brow, man. That's yeah, really that's, all it has. You're right. No, he's got two two split brows. Yeah. Uh, but no, even not though, as much. I crab quad. But think about this. Even on the typical deer on its frame, those split brows, the what you see is an abnormal point, air quotes, that's a deduction <laughs> to yeah. the actual score. Yeah. Yep. So, and, that, and people say, why the deduction? Well, if you're going typical, you're going for perfectness. Yeah. You know, so that's. That's impressive. That's an it's huge. Let's go to a so the number one non typical in Illinois, three oh four and three eight. Ah, Fulton County, hey, you know that place. Jerry Bryant. Um Yeah, that thing is ridiculous. <laughs> um so this was shot in What, that guy's mustache or his yeah. that deer? November fifteenth, oh one, Fulton County, Illinois. Thirty seven point um it's a state record. And one of the largest of its type ever scored in North America. That mount is uh, looks ancient. The ra- uh, the coloration of the yeah looks it does don't dark it? and just I don't know. Well, See, right here I've... initially scored at two ninety one and an eighth. Brian's buck soared to three oh four and three eighths inches after review by a panel of Boone and Crockett scores. So what happens when what that means is 
the way I'll explain it really quickly. If it's like up, if it's a deer like that where it could be some sort of like place like ranking, there's a panel that goes over it and, they, and a bunch of people measure it, so they get the the real nitty gritty score, get right down to what that deer actually measures. So that that probably made that guy happy. Oh yeah, two ninety one, only two ninety one. Oh yeah, now it's three oh four and three eight. <laughs> oh hold on, hold on, hold on. There's more to this story. Oh, you were seeing that too. And quote. As word of his trophy deer spread, Bryant had friends pull him in all directions. Some would prove less selfless. Uh, can, you, can you zoom in on that? Oh, jeez. Sorry. <laughs> selfless than others. He had uh, difficulty insuring the rack, which I'm sure that's not an easy thing to do. Uh, end quote. Quote, since valuing deer antlers is difficult. I literally just said you that. You want me to read this? Nope. <laughs> All right, fine. Yeah, you read it. I want want to hear your voice say it. He experienced stress similar to that he felt prior to a 1997 heart attack. Um, He was sued by his ex-wife, who unsuccessfully sought half of a perceived payoff. Whoa, what a downward spiral. Whatever payoff. (laughs) So, guys, if your old lady doesn't act interested in deer hunting. Oh, dude, he's a a caterpillar miller. He's a retired millwright. There you go. That's the working man. See, that's, that's the struggles working men go through, you know? Trying to bring down the working man. Dude, I'm telling you, man, you you're, you're, you work hard every day. You know, you think about your family. Your wife divorces you because you don't make enough cheddar. And then all of a sudden, you shoot a world record deer, and here she comes. I got to get paid for that deer because we were married at one time, apparently. All right, honorable mention for the typical category in Illinois. We got Number three, 198 and six-eighths. Four, 197 and six-eighths. Number five, 197 and an eighth. Um, but oh, actually, the one ninety eight and six eights, the number three and four, were both shot in two thousand six. Really? You notice looking at the typicals though, they're all other than the two in two thousand six. They're all old. I mean, pretty old. Yeah. Old. What is the most recent deer on there? Oh six. Oh six. Really? Yeah. And then in the non typical category, uh, two thousand three, two sixty seven and an eighth, Mason County. There's a two thousand four. Yeah, man. There's not a lot of yeah. nothing oh, super recent. Yeah, it's uh, interesting. It's just they're they're not they're not around every corner, man. This is on uh, what Prairie State Outdoors. Yep. So if you guys want to go check that out, uh, see exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, um, we. Uh, yeah, no, just... Speaking of the states, let's talk about this a little bit real quick, and then we'll get back to Trevor's uh, doe. Um, so the top ten Boone, Booner states for deer hunting: Boone and Crockett. Um, Study recent records and trends before planning this year's hunt. Okay, so this is on Realtree.com. Um, number one, Wisconsin. Hashtag single pin nation. Right. <laughs> hashtag uh, cheese curds. Hashtag spotted cow. Hashtag. I'm trying to see what the biggest. Uh, go pack go. Places like Buffalo County come to mind. Um, what does it say? It cranked out 27 Boone and Crockett typical since 2010. Good Lord. How big? I, I, <laughs> so there yeah, maybe one around every corner there. <laughs> right, yeah, they're on every pr- tree up here. What the hell? I would start to say <laughs> what somebody come kill these deer. I would start to pronounce uh, Wisconsin counties, but they're all uh, too oh, difficult yeah. for my vocabulary. <laughs> um, Fond du Lac, like what is that? Thirty-four Wisconsin ent- guys. Thirty-four entries in the last six seasons. Um, that's insane. That's a lot. Kentucky's Kentucky. number two. Whoa, I've seen some. Some huge deer roaming around the internet from Kentucky. Just yeah. Just what are they on the prowl? Are you in chat rooms with these deer? What are you yeah. doing? <laughs> it, yeah, I 
you do see a lot of it. It's an overlooked state, though. Even though you see a lot of it, it's always everyone always hunts in Illinois or Iowa, yeah. so you don't well, ever think about it. You, you know, see a lot of good you try to you try Velvet. to figure out why. You know why the okay, why right. the deer are so big in Illinois, Iowa, and then you're you're figuring you know because you get up like really northern states, you know they're, they're bigger, so you know it's just how they got to survive. But like Kentucky is one of those places. I don't. I wonder if this is like by rank. So like I wonder if they're saying like Kentucky's number two for Boone and Crockett's, or they're just saying like it's a good state, so we just put it as number two. Um, but here's what we were saying earlier. One of the most attractive things about Kentucky is a chance at a velvet buck. Mm. Um, but not only that, one in you know a Boone and Crockett in velvet, which would be granted. You'd have to strip the velvet to enter it in the books. Uh, I don't. I'm pretty sure you can enter a velvet deer. I don't know about Boone and Crockett though. I'm not a measurer for that. Yeah, maybe because it is like a record type yeah. thing. Like it's got to be that precise or something. I don't know. Take a cat scan. Measure on that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Don't you go cut my velvet. Here, here's Ohio. You know this list is kind of showing us up. Well, here, all right, here's what we were saying, too, earlier. Milo Hansen, the 213 and 5.8, shot in 93 in Saskatchewan. Um, yeah, I don't even see that other one on here, that 212 from Illinois. 1914? Oh, the James Jordan buck. Yeah, that thing was a record forever until 93. <laughs> yeah. That, you never heard of the Jordan buck? Come on, Steve. Uh, yeah, uh, legendary, uh, man. You could see. I remember. Gan- show, show, show me. Said Jumpman Buck. I'll show you. Um, Gander Mountain used to sell the Jordan Buck replica. truck decal. Yeah, they, well, they had. Uh, it wasn't Gander Mountain. There was a replica of the Jordan Buck. I can't remember where it was at. Really? Though. All right, let's look it up. Have yeah, you seen got, those paintings they have? What they like? Re they paint in like the Jordan Buck rack. And uh, next to the John Deere tractor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they have like the hole in the horn bucks on the other <laughs> yeah. side. Yeah. Oh yeah, is that the bu- what the thing with the hole in the horn? No, that's that's the hole. You know what I'm talking about? What? I, all right. <laughs> so yeah, we're looking at we're gonna looking at images of the Jordan Buck. All so right. this is the actual rack. This is a uh, jump man, jump man, jump. Look at that guy. Did that that dude is straight up from the 50s? It well, looks like. I mean, yeah, it's an old picture, but that's yeah. that deer is insane. It's that's uh, nuts. here it is. On they like photoshopped it onto like a picture of a live deer, but. Yeah, there's the mount right here. So this is... Uh, oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, we see those once a year on trail cameras. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that insane? God, that is nuts. It's... Uh, I don't know. What did it say? 204? Uh, uh, you were on that one. Yeah, Two, 206. 206 and an 8. Eh. Number four, Iowa, which we, we all know. Five, Illinois. Um, Kansas. Kansas. Mm. Um. Oh, here we go. Hey, look at that. Look at, off the side. Top five non-typical counties. Counties. St. Louis County, Minnesota. So, yeah, St. Louis County. 39 entries. Buffalo County, Wisconsin, 35. Fulton County, Illinois, 28. Pike County, Illinois, 28. Adams County, 25. I, I didn't know oh, yeah. Fulton and Pike were kind of on the same. Um, oh, non-typical. Neck and neck. <laughs> It's interesting. I like always... drop time and drop time. <laughs> you know, I've never hunted anywhere. Well, I've hunted Fulton County, but I've never hunted like Pike County. And I, but I know a couple guys that did, and they say it's like it's just gotten insane with yeah. outfitters and stuff. I got some friends that live down there, and yeah, they said uh, when the outfitter craze started, every corner had some sort of shack set up for an outfitter down there, and a lot of guys you lost know, some good hunting ground and they you know, overhunted it. Uh, you know what's gonna really suck too is like if. If the outfitters 
you know, just happen to go out of business. You know, things happen. You know, ex-wives sue you because you shot a big deer. Or, <laughs> like, you know, just the money in in. Dude, if those, like, businesses shut down, like, that's just open space that can't be hunted because, like, they're trying to sell that land. You know, or, is, a lot of it's probably leased. Then the working man. Yeah. Are. I mean, I've, I've got my, uh, man, I, you know, I, I hate to ever infringe on anyone's rights, but like, you know, you, you get these, you know, and, and a lot of the old guys know what happens, you know, big time Chicago lawyers is what they say, always come down and, and buy property down here, lease it, and they can drop money like it's nobody's. You know, like, like just, yeah, here you go. It's not going to affect me. And they only come and gun hunt, like, one day a year. And I'm just kind of like, man, what about the man who works all around that, works hard every day? And I'm not saying these guys don't work, these lawyers don't work hard, because obviously they got to where they're at. But come on, man, you're you're so far away from home. Like, I don't know. I, I don't want to say you can't buy land away from where you're at, but, like, when I'm a politician one day and I <laughs> it just sucks to not have money is what it it, it's right. going to be like, exactly look, I'm like, look, you it buy sucks it. to have to work hard for your stuff and never seem like you can yeah. do what you want. But this is like, you know, if you if, if for me, if if you're from more than 100 miles away and you buy property and it's timber and you never use it, guess what? You don't get that anymore. Steve, Steve should be able to hunt it. <laughs> that, that, it's only me. I, I'm not. I'm not Let like, me walk around. A, hey, don't why, you know who I know? Why you were on your rant? Which completely, I, I get. I get what you're saying. I do. I really. But do. again, I don't want to infringe. Like I don't want to tell them, no, you can't buy that because somebody's making a profit. It just, and that's the most important thing: is people profit. This is what sucks about okay, hunting is turning into a rich man's sport because it costs money, a lot of money. You know what I mean? It's just kind of it sucks. I hope that I don't know for the working class people, it's always attainable. Like you, you always have your parcel. So you know what I mean? Hey, That's when I was growing up. When I first started hunting, you could go knock on pretty much any farmer's door and say, "Hey, right. you go shotgun hunting." No, if anything else, when I was a kid, and oh yeah, yeah, you just no one stay on this shit. side of the farm. You know, there's a couple guys hunting there. There's <clears> plenty of room for you. Now it's. Do you think that's because of this whole sponsored TV? Mm. outdoor tv industry thing do you think that's like everyone like like waddell did that video we talked about it with, with t-bone like if none of the tv stuff was around none of the, these products and stuff were around it was just the outdoors and you and hunting would you still do that it? is awfully damn interesting because oh, yeah. a lot of those guys say it's been recently and what's recently happened yeah uh, not saying that if you man again you know if guys want to get on pro staffs go for it go nuts Right. Support I mean, we started a podcast. So, we I mean, started a podcast. So it's like, you know, we can't be guilty. But, man, yeah, I, you know, there might be some of those guys out there that, oh, man, hey, check out my. Uh, the beautiful thing about our podcast, product. though, is we're not asking on doors to go film or record our podcast on their ground. Like, we're literally doing this in a, geez, I don't know, <laughs> 12 by 6 foot wide room in here, if that. And uh, you know what I mean? It's like we're just doing it because we do it. But yeah. I wonder if that. If they have the passion outside of the TV, right? Actually, yeah, and it's a, and I'm not saying you're just doing your show to get attention or whatever. I mean, it's I enjoy watching outdoor television, but there's the we've all watched slept. enough outdoor television that you can see the guys that are right. They're on their pedestal, like they're on that TV show, so they've got they've right got a little something on you, and and you know. 
we're all working class people. We're all real people. We we sniff out bullshit faster than anybody <laughs> else because we know we deal with it, and you, you know when someone's kind of yeah not being, not being real. <laughs> Which it's, I get, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta put on a certain persona, and we're getting off the trail here, but I'm kind of <laughs> liking where it's going. You get into a, like a personality for it. It's a TV show, so you're unless you're doing your show, it's all raw, it's all real. I'm just how I am. Yep. But passion, passion for the hunt. Right. I just, to tell the guys that actually feel it when they when they're out there. Right. Again, oh, just, dude, and, and I'm and I'm, you know, not to not to trash the outfitters, you know, but um. Again, I'm a I'm a capitalist. Uh, I'm an American first, capitalist second, and then you know working man third, which you know sometimes they they jumble. But if yeah, you saw an opportunity to make money hunting deer, uh, you know having people hunt deer, and if you can support your family off that, awesome, that's fantastic. But what is that noise? Does anyone else hear that? Probably your. King Cobra 40 ounce bounce around the table way to bring the show to a halt. I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, I don't know what it is. It doesn't matter. I don't but, know. Anyway, yeah, it's just, I, you know, there's certain things that maybe you should just leave alone. And, and who knows, man, maybe in like seven, eight, ten years, you know, when, you know, the, the you think- fad of a lot of these guys who are like, oh, I can't wait to get on pro staffs because, uh, you know, and like. Do you think it'll fade off or do you think it'll get worse? I think it'll get worse. You do? It'll I, get uh, yeah. It might get worse before it gets better. We're not saying it's bad though. Like people might look at it like they're being negative about it because it's good for our sport. It is. I, but yeah. but if you if, we'll have to share that video Waddell talked about. It's almost gets to be kind of like saturated and kind of like okay, come on, not everyone can do this. Like it just doesn't work that way. And to a certain point, they're all the same. Look where everything's going, man. Music used to be good. Hunting shows used to be good. Everything products used to be good. Now look at dude, the Illuminati's taking over. You know what? It's not just the hunting industry, dude. The Illuminati, the New World right. Order, they're getting down to five hundred thousand people. Which, hey, you know what? I they, I watched something on. This is the first thing that crossed my mind. Like I'm not even lying to you guys. I was watching something and they were talking about the New World Order and the Bilderberg Group or whatever. And they're like, they want to get the population to five hundred thousand. And the first thing I thought was was. Dude, there'd be so many opportunities to hunt some primetime land. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think that it'll fade off. Um, and my theory being is because people are going to realize how hard of work it is. And it's not, you know what I mean? They're going to be like, oh, man, this is difficult. You can't make a living doing this. I, I have a day job. You know, our podcast is pretty real. We never, I think we've edited maybe one episode. And that's just because we had to, someone requested that we cut some words up because we just got too real with it. And that's the only time we've ever edited an episode, ever. And the rest is just record and put it up how it is. There's, you can't do a show like that. But even this is a lot of work with a day job, and you know, yeah. I travel for work and all that too. So it's it's difficult, and yeah. it's difficult for us to meet up. But you know, come. I, I mean, it's not as easy as it sounds. It's like, oh, you guys just show up for an hour and you know, swill beer and you know, hang out. But yeah, pretty much that's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is, but. Yeah, you know, especially, like, you know, if we got somebody, like, you know, we have somebody on, it's like, you know, I'm working to try well, and get my job done, and all of a sudden, I'm like, Kurt, how can you tell this person, look, Steve's working late, you know, can you hold off maybe five, ten minutes? Yeah, it and sucks having to tell gotta... T-Bone, like, hey, man, uh, I know we said this time, but, you know, yeah. I, one of my guys had to work an hour late or two hours late, and it's, you know, 
It sucks. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you do get... It's a, part of it, though. You do get a lot of these dudes that are super real, and they're like, yeah, I was there like for... And a lot of these guys are still there now. Cam Haynes still has a day job. Does he? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, just texting Kurt back and forth about me being on here. It's like, I mean, I got a kid and my, <laughs> yeah, my yeah. girlfriend and a job. Just finding time to do anything i mean you guys well you're a pipe fitter so that's not really much of a job you just kind of show up and hang out on the job site hey, right let's, let's get back to this real quick uh so we talked about pennsylvania i looked up um trying to run the podcast and look up stuff at the same time so i found one that because this was up at the time for a potential state record um that's cool december 16 2014 um so they had the previous record on here which was uh let me find it here um, the current archery state record at the time of this article, the current archery state record on the Pennsylvania Game Commission books was also taken. And whoa, I don't even know how to say that. Allen, Allegheny oh, County. Oh yeah, don't try and pronounce. Oh, it, Pennsylvania is notorious for having funny city names. Okay, the O uh, four typical buck scored one seventy eight and two eighths inches. Mm. So one seventy eight. That's a that's a, a big deer. That's a big deer. Um, let's talk taxidermy on she bucks she bucks lady so what mountain are you doing i know we talked about it before but i can't even remember now i I can't even remember 100 percent. i believe it's uh semi upright offset shoulder Mm -hmm. turn left so when you come in my house it'll be she'll be right there just (laughs) do the looks eyeballing you (laughs) the looks that thing is gonna get is like what the hell is that thing man oh hell yeah mark said i didn't even pay attention when i shot it but mark said she's got Super long eyelashes too, so really might be able to tell a little bit that it's not normal. Yeah, You're right. yeah, it's well. There's no like main beam on it though. I haven't. I haven't even seen this deer in person. Uh, the well, I can't even remember now. The one side does have a main beam. It's like an eight point side, mm-hmm. and then the other side just a just a cluster. It's huge base, and then it's they just, just come a, right out of the pedicle, right? Yeah, just base comes up, just really eight points or something on that side. Just a cluster of spikes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah, velvet covered. It's like tines. disgusting looking, but oh, when yeah. you know what it is, you're it's like, cool, man. Oh, yeah, my girlfriend has. You're gonna mount that thing? I don't. Well, yeah, she doesn't understand. <laughs> it's like <laughs> shooting a unicorn. Of course, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna mount it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if I shot a unicorn, yes, I'd be having a I'd full body mount <laughs> yeah. a unicorn. Oh, why not? Why wouldn't you? And uh, I bet you unicorn meat tastes pretty magical. So. Oh, yeah fly after that yeah, all of a sudden you're looking like a care bear and every time you walk there's a rainbow behind you you just sweat, you just sweat glitter <laughs> but i mean i mean that's it really is it's a it's a unicorn it's yeah. you'll never shoot another one no and, well i don't know trevor seemed pretty confident that he's uh, he's got another one on trail cam <laughs> yeah. this year yeah my my grandparents that's that's all they've talked every time i oh you know that you'll never do that again i was like i know and it's just my grandma and grandpa's just Super excited about it, which is it's cool. I what, guess. Yeah, what did your grandpa say when you? Oh, yep, that thing's worth. He just started rattling off numbers. That thing's worth so much money. You know, he's. It's <laughs> the first thing. That oh man, he's a mind. good old boy. I've not. I've not met him. Kurt <laughs> speaks very highly oh, of him. Good he's, dude. He's good stuff. <laughs> and so, what, he, uh, what kind of tractor does he? What color is his tractor? Uh, he's he's actually he has a John Deere for about the first time ever. He's always really? said. Old stuff, but he red tractors. He, yeah, he can say he, he worked at Deer for thirty years, and he had his own business for thirty-seven, driving his operator. So oh, that a boy. Yeah, he worked. He worked into nothing. He's shriveled up, but he still he gets out there and does it. So 
That is cool. Yeah, I was just wondering what, you know, been around for all, you know, been around the block, been around a while, has a lot of deer hunting experience, and it's just it's yeah, crazy. He, he's 77. He didn't shoot his first buck that he would think about putting on the wall until 12 years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? He's hunted since he was little guy, you know. Did just, he mount it? Yeah, he mounted. We talked him in the mountain. He's got another one that's actually bigger, but he wouldn't mount it, so... He's still, got the, he's still got the rack, right? Yeah, he's got the rack. Oh, okay. What did he do, just lop the rack off with the saws yeah. off? Actually, we made him, there was a taxidermist at the time, we'd take the cape to him, and he would make a, a plaque with uh, the, the hair over the center of the plaque and everything. Oh, really? So he'd, he'd take the cape, and then he'd use another part of the hide for that. So Right. Do you think that you'll continue to get, like, you know, if you kill 150-inch deer every year, will you mount all of them? Will you oh, shoulder yeah. mount all of them? I, it, yeah, it had to be 150. I've got... Yeah, it would have to be 150 or bigger, unless it's right. super unique, I guess. Well, you got a wedding to pay for soon, don't you? The courthouse is fairly cheap, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> well, How much is the courthouse? I, I don't know, but it ain't a wedding. <laughs> it's cheaper than a taxidermy, man. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say. Well, the thing is, is, I don't know, I was thinking about that. I'm looking around, and I can't afford a huge house. I'd like to have something with vaulted ceilings one day so you can squeeze a little more mounts in. But I'm looking, I'm like, you know, what am I going to do if I get... I just like deer mounts. I love taxidermy. Yeah. So if I shoot a hundred and fifty inch deer every year, I'm gonna probably have to just keep shoulder mounting. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you're you know, bathroom. Got to have one. In oh the yeah, got to have one in there. You got to put a Morton shed up, like it's connected to your house, and just insulate and air condition it, and just be the deer a couch, room. a TV, and deer everywhere. So my dad, he doesn't have his heads in his shop, but he's got a heated shop, and that's where all his sheds are, all the everything. He's got a table and chairs and hang out and right shoot the shit well that, that's the thing like okay so i got i have a full mount turkey uh, do i probably won't ever get another full mount turkey that's you know it's just like oh, i got one that's cool you know if i kill some subspecies i'll do like the tail fan mounts but you know what i mean do you like you know if you get a grand slam turkey you're gonna full mount every turkey oh if it, oh dude if i did believe me because that'd be like the only thing i ever accomplished i would take it to mark <laughs> And I'd be like, Mark, you got to mount all five of these turkeys, like, on one branch. And then one branch, I would be a so – Oh, he would <laughs> – dude, he would hate – So yeah, no, a branch, son. You're trying to challenge his skills here. Yeah, and then he would be so upset, and he'd be like, all right, well, that's uh, – I forget whatever he's going to – like, how many hours he's got to put in, and then I'd be so behind on payments. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he'd um, be so mad. You couldn't afford the deposit on five or whatever, however many species it is. Yeah. It's, I think if you did a Grand Slam, it'd probably be more turkeys than your house would fit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, you've seen my house. Yeah. You'd have to get like a glass case and put it on your roof. <laughs> dude, that'd be super cool, man. Someone drive by like, man, that dude killed five turkeys, man. Like reindeer, like the, like the Christmas decorations. It's just like it's a, four, right? I don't, I don't even know. What's a great, because it, uh, I, I thought it was like I, I couldn't even something. name them off. Miriam, oscillated. Yeah, um, two people are screaming. Oh at the God, they're like, yeah, I, I think it's only four. You There's don't know this. Yeah, and there, we have Easterns. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the, the only grand slam I'm hitting is Denny's after we get done with this <laughs> podcast. So I'm not, I'm not worried about. But you know, it. but okay. So think about this. I have never killed an elk. And I, you never have. I don't no, believe it. Okay. I'd, I'd love to. You know, or a moose. Or anything big that I would like to hunt and mount. If I shoot a moose, I got. I mean, assuming sizable. Oh, I, we saw a moose mount. That was the first moose mount I've seen in like. I've seen right them up like, close. But the, but moose. what I'm saying is like you'd have to get it mounted. Oh yeah, when, a big moose. When I was a real little guy, we lived in a a trailer, 
and we had a boy. We had a tra- it had a basement, but uh, <laughs> what the, kind of trailer is that? <laughs> there was a I don't know where the moose even came from, but we had double doors in our b- basement, and the moose used to be in a local archery shop, and we had they stored it in our basement. We had to open up both <laughs> both doors. Oh my, and my dad had there was a center post. We had to take out the center post <laughs> to get the moose in the basement. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. Well, it's, it's, you know, you shoot a moose, you have to mount it. So then if you have a normal house, there's a moose mount. Plus, however, you know, if you have eight whitetail mounts, a full turkey mount, then you shoot an elk. Then what are you going to do? you got to mount the elk. And then, you know, if I could ever get a chance to shoot a caribou, eh, someone's getting a caribou mount. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. you know, you better have, like, Dexter's Lab or something. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Where your sister Dee's always going to go in there where you pull a book and, like, all of a sudden it doesn't make sense. Physics don't happen. I literally have to just charge one of my buddies with a bigger house for rent to keep it there and just go over there and visit a couple times a week. Well, who's who's got a bigger house? You get a caribou, you just get the Euro mount and use it as a coat rack. Right. Well, that's the thing, too. I, I think Euro mounts look awesome. But it just doesn't, you know, if I'm going to go kill a big, big bull moose... I want that full. I want that impact when someone walks in. Like, holy shit, yeah. that's a moose, yeah. dude! Like, I, oh, that's man. status level. You know what I mean? Boss. You know what? You gotta have Boss. enough. Like, I because what's a you know if you're from around here, an average moose hunts probably all right. So you're gonna pay forty five hundred bucks for the hunt itself. You know, tags and everything. Then to get it mounted, probably five hundred bucks. What'd you say? Was it about forty five hundred? Well, I don't know. I guess. Well, it depends on what kind of moose you're hunting. Like, if you're just going up for, I would, I would love to shoot a big Canadian moose. I'd be, I'd be cool with that. Yukon's the dream. Oh, yeah. Is forty five hundred too low no, for I'd a Yukon like, moose? Yukon no, moose, not a Yukon yeah. moose. Son, I'm you talking get like, like a Shiris, I would assume, or whatever. Yeah, cheaper. Yeah, like that. a Bullwinkle moose, right? Always <laughs> hanging around with an <laughs> yeah. annoying flying squirrel. But I don't know how big they get. I, I mean, don't get real. I don't think they're huge. But you know? I'm saying you're not gonna get like a sixty inch bull or anything. right, yeah. right. But I'm saying, like you, if you have forty five hundred bucks to drop on a hunt, like, like we'll just stick with that, plus a thousand for taxidermy and to get it all back into. You're gonna, I would imagine, it'd be more. I don't really know. Yeah, so it'd be that. more. So assuming that you have that money to drop on just shooting a critter, um, you're probably doing pretty good on the house size. <laughs> I'm gonna ask that question to our listeners. What's your taxidermy like specifications? How big does it have to be? What's too many? You know what? You know what I mean. Uh, what's yeah. your goals to get for your living room, your trophy room, whatever, your man cave, whatever you got? I hope to get too many where I had to add a room. <laughs> I'd I rather know. do that. <laughs> My buddy Jim d- did that. He moved. He bought a bigger house <laughs> just um, to fit his mounts. Yeah, he's got <laughs> a, a he's got a Boone and Crockett Yukon moose. We I got to line him up for a podcast, and we were talking about how difficult it is. I've been trying to get him on one to tell a story. Where he gets an abscessed tooth in the Yukon and almost died. <laughs> I talked about it the other day on the, on another episode, but. Yeah, use a satellite phone. I love how like they're like the older generation's hunting problems were like, eh, it's so dramatic. I had an abscess tooth where I'm like, I'm up in the stand like, I can't believe I'm not getting a signal here, man. I can't be on Twitter. Isn't that funny <laughs> how it works? It's just like a real adventure, like really almost came close to like he could have died yeah. from infection in the Yukon wilderness. You know, like, now you're just like. Uh, I'm gonna post a status about how my mouth hurts, and then uh, post a <laughs> yeah. selfie of my yeah, face of all me swollen. in the hospital. Like, how did those dudes helicopter ride hashtag YOLO? How did, <laughs> like, how did people hunt before smartphones? Like, I don't understand that. You enjoyed it at yeah. all? <laughs> Accurately, silently. Well, how are you gonna update your pro staff page? Like, I do not get that. Like, what are you doing? Pro staff page. <laughs> well, I mean, that's when I don't know. I guess. 
legends were around. Legends existed. There still is legends. I'm just being an ass. Legends, I'd say legends existed before Facebook because they had like that nostalgia. But Jim Shockey, I would yeah, say, it's is called a legend. Legends of the Hidden Temple. But you know what I mean, though. Like Jim Shockey was around well before like social media, oh, and yeah. everyone knew Jim Shockey. You know. Yep. You know, you're the man. You know, yeah, you had to be before like social media. Like, yeah, you ever watch his show Uncharted? Yeah, I've seen it a few times. Yeah, it's like he is dude, dude, amazing. I mean, the dude's just... doing stuff that I get winded just reading the description. <laughs> dude, like six day sheep age. hunt. Uh uh-uh, uh, son. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> you got to get on uh, like my outdoor TV that new app and watch his show yeah, Uncharted. That's me and Sam have been watching it. That he goes to the craziest countries, man. <laughs> I mean, staying and nothing. Just yeah, I, I wouldn't even be able to survive. <laughs> I saw, I, I no. saw, I saw a picture of him, and uh, he was in maybe it was like some Brazilian nation or whatever. And uh, <laughs> this is probably the first time they'd ever seen a white man. Period. And like I'm he's sure. he's super tall. So yeah, like Jim the, Shockey's a tall guy. Yeah. Yeah. So like the first time they're seeing like a white man, he's like a white giant. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's nuts. It is true. <laughs> no, that's like that's what that's the first thing I thought of. He Not does, I he, didn't think of what he was hunting. No, I, I know what you're saying though, because he goes. That's part of the the fun about his show. Yeah. It's like a you get to almost see his the culture shock. He sees. I mean, just some of the people in Af- his African hunt, African hunts. Yeah, he gets in depth. I mean, it's not like he's driving around doing this. He's hiking right. miles upon miles. And I was watching one on Uncharted, bro. I don't know. I can't remember where he was. Um, but they had these like hand carved canoes, and they would hand carve alligator. Did you see that episode? I, I've seen that. Yeah, they hand carved alligators on the front of the canoes, and he like has a museum. He just like is obsessed with just. Artifacts. Yeah, artifacts. He uh, paid the guy, I don't know how much money, to saw off the front of the canoe so he could have that carved alligator for his He probably gave him a hot meal. It was the first time he'd ever had SpaghettiOs. I'm sure the guy guy banked out really well. Oh, yeah. They don't have any money anyway. I mean, just... Right. What is money like? Here, let me give you a Benjamin Franklin. (laughs) Like, oh, my God, there's the second white man I've ever seen. He pulls out the pen and... (laughs) (laughs) Dude, he cashes a check like, hey, don't cash it till Thursday. It might not go through. Holds it up to the sun. Yeah. Is this real? Oh, dude, I swear, dude, I I promise you, man, if I ever go on, like, on one of them adventures or whatever, and, like, I hand the dude a 20 and he holds up to the sun immediately, I'm like... This is done. You've met white people before. This is not going to be the experience I wanted. It's <laughs> not. But he goes like, you know, you don't really think about that. You see, like if you just saw the hunt of Jim Shockey in some crazy country and he shoots some big buffalo. Well, you're like, oh, cool, Jim Shockey shot another buffalo. But when you watch Uncharted, you get to see how he got there and, like, yeah. the cultural experience he goes through and the struggle and, like, almost dying because they almost got eaten by a, some 100-pound cat or something crazy. Yeah, some of the little things, animals he hunts in the jungles and stuff, they're like, well, he, like, heck, I seen him. He was hunting with an air rifle, and they the dogs were they were running whatever it was with a dog. It was, wasn't much bigger than a rabbit, and they caught one live, and it had little, like, three-inch antler tines or horns or whatever. And it right. was just nuts. <laughs> These people are... But oh, what are those? Uh, what are those little deer called? I, I, he's probably hunting. Them. I know they're what you're talking like, about, dude. These things stand like the size. Of, they're like they're like a newborn fawn. Yeah, like, and like that's African their size. The no, animals. they're like in like uh, I think not Cuba, maybe somewhere around one of the Caribbean. I think they're in the I'm, Caribbean. I have no idea. I, I don't. I don't think I. Do dude, anything. they look like they look like white-tailed deer, but they're in the Caribbean. They're tiny. 
Well, you know what's funny is you know you shoot I'm, a Boone and Crockett thirty incher. You like, know if, I mean? like if I'm walking watching Jim Shockey's videos with Sam, normally if it's like North American animals, she's like, "Well, what is that?" or like, "What subspecies?" And I have a pretty decent idea. When I watch Jim Shockey's hunts, I'm like, I have no idea what that is. It's some sort of ram. Like, I, I don't know my sheep very well, but... Oh, dude, if I saw it at a zoo, I'd still throw peanuts at it. Like, yeah, maybe they like salted peanuts. <laughs> like an ibex, I know what it is, but, like, the subspecies of them, no idea. Could not tell you. Like, isn't the... There's ibex in Texas now, isn't there? Don't they have... Uh, yeah, do they, like, get loose or something? Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, I think they actually introduced them. If... Well, no, yeah, no, they the introduced them, but it got out. Of, okay. I don't know. Yeah, somebody probably like accidentally let him go. They're like, <laughs> like dude, somebody all right. <laughs> Tip the trailer over. Somebody oh, was shit. probably t- somebody was probably tweeting all of a sudden these ibex right now. Uh, look at Mike. Uh, I know I wasn't supposed to be on my phone and everything, but uh, this is a big screw up. So the next like next day, I uh, Texas DNR ibex introduced to Texas wildlife. <laughs> And then there's some guy like up there telling a story like, oh, man, you know, we, we, we just think it's good for uh, the state of Texas oh, to have these Ibex. Yeah. Mean, meanwhile, <laughs> I don't know. I, I can try to look it up. I mean, they're really neat animals. Um, What do they taste? Oh, I, I would think awful. Every <laughs> time I see like a every time I see like a new critter, I'm like, man, I wonder how delicious they are. I don't know if there's a. I don't think there's Ibex a wild Texas, but this is Texas Hunt Lodge, so this must be like a uh, newbie. The thing is, well, I guess maybe it's not wild, but Texas is so big; those ranches are thirty, forty thousand acres. Yeah, so it's yeah. Like you're driving through a ranch, you probably don't even know the difference. Pretty much. Imagine yeah. that ranch in Illinois paying taxes on that. <laughs> Good lord! Well, an ibex is. I don't know what those horns are hollow, right? I'm assuming, yeah. I mean, dude, I want to shoot one, and then oh, no, I want to shoot two. Mount one. And then take the other one, and then we'll do the Ibex challenge where, dude, it's just nothing. Aren't they but... normally like um, the Middle East? Ah. Uh, that... Ibex and. Another thought... Africa, looks like. I thought Afghanistan had Ibex. I thought that was like the Tartar or whatever. Oh, that. yeah, you might be right. Oh, there's Jim Shockey with one. Um... <laughs> there he is right there. Speak of the devil. Hey, there's Osama bin Laden next to him. Who is that? <laughs> Pakistan guides. Jeez, you're going to get us in trouble. Okay, the dude has a huge beard. He has the same beard as Bin Laden. PakistanGuides.com. <laughs> this is a real thing. Yeah, there's Jim Shockey right on the big nine combo. So oh, I okay. Dude, so I didn't even know that ones. was a thing. Okay. That's awesome. So the big nine. So Look I, at how different those – dude, that's super cool. I want to go hunt one of those. So in, Af- like in Africa, there's like the dangerous six – or is that what it is? Six or seven? Yes. I think six. Um, Man, these are insane. What is – What's included in this? So, big nine combo. I wonder if that's like, you know, like a milestone to hit. Hey, there's the um, Shiner Bach. <laughs> right there on the right-hand corner. I want to know what's all included, what animals those are in the big nine oh, combo. Oh, right there. Uh, blue sheep, apparently. Assuming, um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't uh, know if that's a dude's name or the name of the critter. Hunt in Pakistan. Highly photoshopped picture. Um, <laughs> that for sure is because that's a that's a picture of Idaho. Look at that one. There's no way that <laughs> no that picture that's real. It, that picture is photoshopped. It does look like beautiful country. Those man. things it, are cool. Up in the mountains and stuff. I wonder what they are. I wish Southern hunts, Northern hunts. Where's the uh, Italy Big Nine combo? Let's see. Let's see what the price is on here. If we can get one. Okay. Well, it's just an image. <laughs> oh, all right. All right. No. Never mind. Sorry, everyone. We thought we were gonna bring you a. Uh, your level of 
fitness, I imagine, would have to be oh, dude. second to none walking those hills and mountains. Them and hot, yeah, it's hot, too. What are you going to sleep at? I don't Jagged know. rock. Oh, yeah, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I ain't sleeping here. Son, you better bring my queen-size bed. You got a Serta? Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine. That's some tough country. I mean, um, anything anything sheep hunting is going to be tough. Cam Haynes, yeah. Roy, his buddy died last year. He fell and died. Yeah. I've seen, yeah. you know? I seen his tattoo or whatever on Facebook, yeah. a memorial tattoo or whatever. Pretty cool. I mean, I mean, it's not cool. The tattoo is cool, but yeah. it just it shows you how real it is. It's it's really dangerous to do it. And, you know, I've read I Chuck, mean, Chuck Adams' um, book, and he almost he had yeah. some close run-ins falling off cliffs and stuff. Yeah, and and you know you you hear about all these uh, all the all these sheep hunts, and they're they're never an easy thing. It's dude, they're always it's never be in like shape, man. Yeah, it's never you go out the first day and kill one. It's always like yeah, we tracked this sheep <laughs> for like fourteen and a half days, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, dude, there's no way. So, um, moral Tian. Sean Wapiti. <laughs> that must be elk So these are some of the... I'm on a stalkergroup.coms on Pakistan hunts. Just yeah, so they're Asian. Okay, so yeah, it's, it, Pakistan's technically Asia. Hunting in Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. Yeah, right up. Look it, how cool right these animals are, man. You guys got to look these up. Um, just look up an Ibex, like, or look up hunting in Pakistan. Oh, you never think, well, why would you ever go there to hunt? But I'm kind of interested now, to be honest with you. Um... Tyan Shan, I don't even know how to say this. Mid Asian Ibex. Um, people are hating this episode because we can't pronounce anything online. <laughs> um, so the season's August fifteenth to November fifteenth. Yeah. Best hunting September fifteenth through November first. You have to go early for yeah. Ibex. Yeah, got to got to be home to hunt Illinois. Um, Siberian yeah. roe deer. Dude, there's all sorts of crazy stuff you could hunt. That's I can't even imagine. Look up a look up a roe deer. I want to see what that looks like. We need a picture of that. Um, yeah, I'm not going to look that up. <laughs> <laughs> I just say Google it. Anyway, yeah, that's. Um, I mean, w- would you ever go on a hunt in Pakistan? Would you ever pay for one? Uh, no, I don't no. want to. I don't want to be taken over by ISIS. So <laughs> I've watched. Some yeah, they're going to run it's a probably wild a hard stereotype. Now. Like it's probably not even that bad. I bet. I I don't know. Pakistan's probably a cool country. Like I've always wanted to go to India. But you know they don't do a whole lot of hunting there. I just it. it it's... My thing with this is one, it looks expensive to go out there. Yeah, and, you know what I mean. Um, I don't know. I I would I'm I'd like to get if I could hunt everything in the North America first. Maybe that would be a goal. But yeah, I'd like to have some everything here and on my wall. I mean, everybody sure. everybody does talk about the. The African hunts, you know, you go there and, um, yeah, you've seen the shows. Or, some you guys know, have interest in one. Africa hunting and some guys don't even care. Yeah, I just, for me, it's kind of one of those things. If somebody said, hey, do you want to go hunt in Africa? And I would say, hey, are you paying for it? And that'd totally go. But if it was something I was going to pull out of pocket, I would definitely probably not. Like, well, if, yeah, but the, I, it's actually they say it's a a deal for yeah, what you get. Yeah. Super I, cheap. I've heard all I've ever heard. Was right. All you but uh, you got to hear Joe Rogan always talks. He's like, you know, he doesn't 
there's certain things he hunts and certain thing, certain things he won't. Like if he thinks an animal has like he won't kill an elephant because he thinks they're they're they are intelligent. Yeah, but that's like his thing. He's like I just it feels weird to me, and I get that completely. I understand, and I understand why um, hunting elephants is necessary in certain areas too. But okay, so let's let me give you guys this. We'll start with you, Trevor. If someone's like, I mean, you kind of already answered it, but let's compare. They're like, okay, I'm a rich guy right now, and I'm going to be like, okay, you can hunt a Yukon moose. Or you can go to Africa and kill a lion and then whatever else you want. I I would go for the Yukon moose. I mean that's yeah. just Yeah. That's 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 the Mecca for me. I mean that's just, for sure. With a bow at yeah. like fifteen yards or yeah. something. I would agree with you there. What about you, Steve? Well, now that you put it that way, I'd probably go to Africa and shoot a lion just to piss Ricky Gervais and Miley Cyrus <laughs> off. Because, you know... Very valid points there. I, it depends on what I'm hunting. Here's the thing. It depends on what I'm hunting in Africa. Like, as far as elephants go, like, elephants were my favorite animals growing up when I was a kid. But I remember seeing something where it was like, dude, this all used to be tundra, and because of elephant droppings over the past 40 years, it's all, like, tall grass. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, maybe there's some benefit there. So, you know, but I understand, I understand why you got to call the herd. But if it was like a giraffe, like I would shoot a giraffe and get that, like get the head mounted. <laughs> Sticking out of your ears. No, no, I would, what I would do is like, dude, I would cut out like a part of like my. Can you imagine like, the back straps on a giraffe? Dude, there's no way, man. They're like you 35 come feet for dinner? long. What, what do you got? What is this? White tail? No, it's giraffe. The neck roast would be huge. <laughs> <laughs> Rump roast, baby. <laughs> I do. Like, I, w- I would shoot a giraffe I, just because I was like, I, I saw somebody shot one with a bow. I was like, dude, you can kill something that big with a bow. Like, it, I, wouldn't, it, I wouldn't shoot an elephant with a bow because I'm just like, I know how tough their skin is. It probably would suffer more than if I just shot it right. Like, I, you yeah. know, I've seen it where elephant, you got to shoot her like, Here, right in the head. Here's the thing with me, though. Like, I... I definitely would pick the Yukon moose hunt over like an African hunt, but shoot a giraffe. I mean, yeah, if given the opportunity, I would, but I'm not going to like go out and like you know, if it was given to me, yes, I would go out for that experience and do that, and I'm sure the meat would go, it would benefit someone or a whole. Yeah, it's going to benefit me. I'm not, I'm not giving it to anyone else. But I'm eating for the rest of my life on this thing. But you know what I mean? If the Yukon moose, yeah, if I had that out of the way, honestly, if someone was like, okay, caribou. And an elk hunt for free, I would probably or African hunt for free. I would probably say I'm going to go to Africa because of the not just the hunt, but the experience of like I went to Africa and hunted a lion, and it's just you really rarely run into someone's like yeah I've been to Africa and I've hunted lion with a bow or whatever. Uh, yeah, I had a superintendent I worked for, he's got a lion with a bow. Really, uh, like six yards. Yeah. Whoa. You know, I, I don't, if That's I was going to, here's yeah. the thing, if I was going to hunt a lion, um, I know that uh, the dentist or whatever got all all this, you know, flag because, oh, this, oh, this Cecil. Yeah, Cecil. Um, oh, his lion, that lion was so used to people, like, I get that, you know, That's I, so, I, I, dude, I get that, I, well, no. hold on, hold on, I get that, maybe that lion was kind of docile, but it's like, if I was, I, I, no if lions gonna, are docile. Well, if well, you know, dude, come on, the MGM lion. If I was gonna go hunt a critter, it's a damn lion. It's just like what is that one that um that drive through safari? That one girl got eaten by a lion out of her car window. Oh yeah, you yeah. know, wasn't it? It's a wild animal. Right. Hey, uh, uh, 
Siegfried and Roy, that if dude got think, decked up by that white tiger. Right. If you think for two seconds that that lion's just like, oh, I'm, you know, maybe it's used to people being like within 100 yeah. yards or something, maybe. I don't know for sure. I've, he fed me once. Right. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> See, but I'm not I'm not I'm not about that. Like if I was gonna go hunt Africa, like it'd have to be I, I don't want to go to an outfitter. Right, I get what you're saying. Like I wanna go like if I'm hunting Africa, I'm hunting where the white man don't go. Yeah, like you're gonna, I wanna you're go gonna get killed by poachers yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. That's you're a sad thing. Pings in order. <laughs> right. That's where yeah. the poachers are. But I'm saying like that's where the But you gotta understand, no, I, I, I get I get what you're saying yeah. for sure. But in Africa the outfitters and those people are what's saving Africa. Yeah, animals, and it's man. it's such a sad thing and that's yet, what that's yet what apparently people who, the, anti hunters don't get that. That without the the outfit like the ranches and the African hunting there they would get killed off by poachers. And yeah, people don't, they can't wrap their head around it. it. It's, it's funny, too, because it's like, you know, people will go tear up. Uh, they're like, oh, well, he shot this one lion. Cool. Do you want to see the poacher who shot 15 today and <laughs> left him after he cut the tail off? Right. Like, And the meat benefited no one. It just... It's that, just rotted? Yeah. Man, that's, you know, it's, that's too much. To, that's too open-minded for them to look at, you know, and I don't know. Well, it's, why should they? It's the same thing, though, too, with uh, hunting here. It's just more on a controlled level, you know? It's, yeah, and, you know, people always get so mad about, you know, oh, why would you shoot those innocent deer? It's like, all right, first of all, they're tasty. Yeah, You're they're right. tasty. Number two. A, they're everywhere. Number two, you know, what if you do, any time, like, you know, there's ever, like, a, a an anti-hunter, just go back at them just like, well, you know, I shot this deer because he was, you know, kind of anti-immigrant, you know, had some really harsh, cause right. I, you know, just, yeah, you just go after him, but I, We've made it to, and we talked about it earlier, we've gotten to the point where the deer herd is so healthy, thriving, and it's... I, well, well, the thing well, is, if someone was just like, no more deer hunting, tomorrow, deer seasons are closed forever. I mean... Oh, cool. Then uh, we're getting new leaders who are going to say that we can deer hunt. Deer, How's that sound? Deer population would peak probably really crazy high, and then it would just crumble from there. Oh, yeah. It would go up and just boom, fall apart. That's what that's what I would imagine. You know, you, you ask people, it's like you know, I, I, I love how because we're we're scientists and biologists and everything we know. Well, we know no, everything. it's it's funny. You hear all <laughs> these guys. You hear all these guys always try to blame you know everyone else of uh, well, uh, you know, when I was a kid, I saw deer all the time. Steve and, always uh, takes it a step further. <laughs> I, here's here's what I'm saying. Oh, oh, when I was a kid, uh, I, saw, I saw deer all the time, and now that I'm hunting, uh, I don't see deer it's, uh, because the DNR is, uh, is sharpshooting them. And uh, <laughs> I, because, because uh, yeah, they call it the sharpshooter uh, because of, uh, you know, some random disease that I'll blame. But it doesn't affect, the, you know, the fact that there was like, what they say, 500,000 deer in the United States in like, 1915, 1914, and now there's about 30 million of them. You know, you know when you, you, you said that uh, sharpshooting thing, you ever see that where they're like, oh, yeah, this in this rural area, you know, the deer are getting so – and it's, I, for some reason I always feel like it's someone with a soft-spoken voice is saying it. Someone, yeah. An NPR host? Yeah, in this area the, the deer population is just a little out of hand. So what we did to um, protect everyone in the neighborhood at night, we hired sharpshooters to come in. And shoot the deer at night and dispose of them during the dark. That way, no one has to see anything. It's like um, you're paying them. You could just like sell tags, and people go there with their yeah. bows and shoot them for free, and well, you make money and uh, control the population uh, ethically. 
Instead there is a problem with deer like, in the head at night. You know, <laughs> when you, when you, when you get deer in neighborhoods, and uh, a buddy of mine was talking about this. In this neighborhood, there's so many deer, and I remember we were driving around on four wheelers, and we look over, and there's about 35, 40 deer just in this one gully, or a holler for you, a gully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I called them as a kid. But you can't hunt there because the neighborhood association is saying, you know. We don't want to have to pay insurance in case something happens to you. So it's like, you know, and and there are all those people that say, oh, well, you know, the big insurance companies are paying these DNR officers to kill deer. It's like, okay, so you're saying they're paying the DNR guys to kill deer, yet in neighborhoods you can't kill deer because the insurance is so high. You know, I'm just... Hey, this is why people who are against hunting and don't want the deer to get killed, they go up and buy the tags... And then the tags go unfilled. Well, not <laughs> do real. they really do? No, they, you yeah, can't yeah, do when, that. I used to work at Gander Mountain. People did that. And But you know what's funny about it? I was thinking about it. I'm like, wouldn't that just, they see that like, oh, yeah, we're selling this many tags and this many tags are going more. unfilled. So we're going to issue out more tags. I'm like, oh, yeah, just keep buying. Thanks for your dollars, <laughs> Oh, you man. know what? I guess if you, because if you were, uh, was it after uh, Illinois, I don't know if it's, I, I think I was too. If you are born after 78, you have to take the hunter safety course. Yeah, I a, guess if you're that dedicated to wasting your money, you would waste <laughs> a day and a half. I mean, the money goes good places, but I was thinking about it. I'm like, I wonder, if, you know, if like say you sold 50 tags or 100 tags, and you know, so many tags go unfilled. They're like, man, we need to probably put more tags out there for more people to hunt. So I imagine it. Or I mean, I probably shouldn't have said anything. Thanks. How <laughs> about you know? But you know, if they made it an hour and 15 minutes, into how did our you podcast, know they were doing that? Um. They they would tell the customer service, yeah, I'm buying these, so you know, and just explain it. Oh yeah, you have the right to refuse anybody. I'd have been like, uh, no, go try it somewhere else. I wasn't the one making the sale, but yeah, I remember we had our little walkie talkies when I worked at Gander. Oh man, you never believe what just happened. Someone That's came great. up and bought tags, and I can't fathom hating something that somebody else does that much. Right? That'd be well on my mind to do that. Oh, you must not be a Democrat. Good <laughs> lord. <laughs> oh, no offense to Democrats out there. I think we need to wrap the podcast yeah, we up, do. guys. Uh, thanks for listening. We kind of were all over. It's kind of a fun non- I enjoyed this. There was no agenda, really, and I liked it. Yeah, it was, I enjoyed it. We're a little we're a little on the rocks at the beginning, but we, we pulled through strong, real strong. Maybe not. Uh, People uh, like, we were on the shale. Yeah, on the shale <laughs> on, on a Pakistani slope <laughs> hunting an Ibex. <laughs> Oh, always good to see Steve's smiling face. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad because I don't smile. I don't smile when people aren't around. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I was going to say, what weird exotic animal would you hunt if you just given one for free? If you could just go on any adventure, what would you do? But that's for our listeners there. We'll see what kind of responses we get. Um, But anyway, anything you guys want to add? No, man. I'm just, you know, like question just ask I've, I've been thinking about that recently too like just the amount of places that you could hunt um like bow hunt just the weird places like how cool the story okay is. guys i got one real one last question no, for here, our listeners here. this is a poll for our listeners and they're going to email us they're going to go to workingclassbowhunter.com and email us um in the submit form there under the contact tab should steve buy a hoyt or an elite bow those are his kind of options he's weighing out and if so, which model or whatever, or something else. Let us know what you think he should get. Elite spirit is off the table, by the way. 
<laughs> so is any Hoyt Vixen. <laughs> ah, great. I just named the two choices that people are going to pick. I yeah. shouldn't have said anything. Yeah, or bows with draw links under 24 inches. <laughs> the wishing bow. <laughs> the what? That wishing bow. Have you seen that? The wishing bow? Yeah, it's like a... That's a horizontal limb bow with like a pistol grip. Oh, yeah. I think oh. Spook Span was shooting it one Oh, day. no. <laughs> Good Lord. The Crossman Air Pistol. Or the, the air, yeah, I saw it. it. The Air Bow, yeah. Um, I don't know. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, yeah. Kind of crazy. Is that it? You guys want to add anything? No, go to workingclassbowhunter.com. Like Kurt said, uh, email us. Uh, find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You got and anything to add? No, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks, Trevor. Go shoot your bow, guys. Later. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern, presented by Abyss Battery. Waypoint TV.